You are listening to Synergistic Step Parenting Podcast with host Maria Nadipov, helping step parents transform family chaos into meaningful and harmonious co parenting. Hi, step parents. I'm excited to be joined by Deborah Doe and Tracy Callahan of Divorce Coaches Academy. And if you don't know what a divorce coach is, don't worry, friend, you're not alone. They will share all about it, so just keep listening. Deborah and Tracy are rock star divorce coaches dedicated to their profession and ensuring quality, competence, and success within it. To that end, they founded Divorce Coaches Academy to create quality training community and professional development for up-and-coming as well as established divorce coaches. They are disruptors in the best sense of the word, and now I am thrilled to introduce them to you. Deborah and Tracy are both committed to the profession of divorce coaching and the process of alternative dispute resolution. They are both CDC certified divorce coaches, authors, educators, and founding members of Divorce Coaches Academy, an online education platform that provides continuing education for practicing professional divorce coaches. Tracy is a Florida Supreme Court certified mediator, serves as the manager of the mentor and peer coaching programs for the CDC certified divorce coach certifying body, and has built her practice and reputation as an alternative dispute resolution specialist and conflict expert over the past 13 years. Deborah is also a certified divorce financial analyst, Ohio Supreme Court trained family court mediator, experienced mentor and instructor for the high conflict portion of the CDC certified divorce coach certification program. We're going to be diving into why they started the Divorce Coaches Academy, what to look for and look out for when hiring a divorce coach, and why doing divorce right is so important. I know this will be a valuable conversation, so let's dig in. Hi, uh, Tracy and Deborah. We're so excited to be speaking with you both today. Tell us, why did you create the Divorce Coaching Academy? Tracy, I'm going to let you take this. Uh, Sure. Well, it's so nice to be here. Thank you, Maria, for having us. Before I jump in, and I don't want to like side swipe you on this, but I just want to talk a little bit about divorce coaching, because it might help to then understand what Divorce Coaches Academy is. Um, So divorce coaching is kind of a relatively new profession that many of your listeners may not be familiar with. That's kind of been around for some time, but really got some speed in terms of credentialing and certification in the last 10 years. So Really, for us, divorce coaching is sort of grounded in the alternative dispute resolution processes. It's recognized by the American Bar Association. And as divorce coaches, we work with individuals and support them in two arenas. One is the emotional management of the divorce process, and the other is the business side of the divorce process. How are they going to get divorced? How are they managing their finances? What are they looking to do in terms of proposal development for parenting plans and timesharing and custody agreements. And then all of that we know impact one another, right? So the emotional uh, aspects of the divorce process absolutely impact the business side of the divorce process and the business side of the divorce process 
absolutely impacts the emotional management of the process. But as we work in the field of alternative dispute resolution, we're really geared on helping people minimize conflict. Deb and I love to say this all the time, conflict in divorce is inevitable, but combat is optional. And really helping people develop a greater perspective, help guide them through that process and shifting perspective and mindset and expanding their views in their best interest, in the best interest of their children, in the best interest of them themselves. No divorce should bankrupt anybody financially, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and or physically. So we work with individuals as coaches to help them be the captain of their own ship and empowered in their decision-making process. So in saying that in terms of what divorce coaches are, there's very few certifying bodies. It's a relatively new field. So there's a few programs out there that do certify, but certification is so, so, so important to the divorce coaching world. There's unfortunately lots of people who have been practicing who weren't trained and credentialed in the field of divorce coaching. So when we look at the certifying bodies, one of the challenges in this very new, but very upcoming and prominent field is there's not a lot of resources for ongoing professional development, continuing education. There are certifying bodies out there. Deborah and I both work for one of the, the top certifying bodies, the CDC Certified Divorce Coaching Program. Deborah is an educator and I run the Mentor and Peer Coaching Program. But once people get certified, then it's kind of like, Okay. Bye-bye. You know, you're kind of thrown out of the nest and go fly away. One of the problems in the, the field was that there are no professional associations for divorce coaches. So Divorce Coaches Academy was founded by Deborah and myself with an interest in providing opportunities that were affordable and accessible for practicing divorce coaches who are professional practicing divorce coaches to continue to grow and develop within the field. That's how Divorce Coaches Academy has come about. That's fantastic. And I so appreciate your dedication to ensuring excellence in your field and in your profession, as well as there's almost a vetting aspect that comes along with that as I was listening to you speak, which I think is also so important. Fantastic that you guys have created a place for people to land and be able to advance their skills and also have some community and support at affordable prices. I mean, who doesn't want that? So <laughs> congratulations. What things should someone look for when they are looking for a divorce coach? The burning question. That's a big question. So I think Tracy mentioned one of them, which is training, credentialing, certification. We are moving into an era where divorce coaching is becoming a profession. You want to look for somebody that has gone through some rigorous training and has experience working as a professional with other professionals in that environment. So that being said, once you checked out their website, you've verified their credentials, you've verified that they've got that juice behind them, then it becomes about fit because it's just like finding a physician or finding a therapist. We come in all flavors. I happen to also be a CDFA. So a lot of my focus is around money. That's not what everybody needs. That's a flavor. I'm very analytical. We have coaches that are more, they're somatic. They work more on the trauma that's coming up in the body around divorce. So it's really important to find the person that vibes with you. Do you have the same spiritual background? Do you cuss? Do you not want to cuss? What feels right to you? And the same with picking an attorney is asking, what are your expectations? Do you want somebody that's going to give you their personal cell phone number? 
and be available to text all the time with you? Or are you satisfied having weekly or biweekly sessions? So expectations, vibe, training, and then what area of expertise does that match your needs? Yeah. I want to ask a question that might seem a little silly, but believe it or not, recently I've had some conversations and it's brought into question this concept of professionalism because so often we have different ideas of what some of these concepts mean. They are a little bit different for each one of us. So I just want to demystify that. So from where you sit, and I recognize that to you guys, this might be like just breathing because you're so familiar with that idea. Whereas for some of the listeners, as they're actually choosing the appropriate divorce coach, they might not be quite as familiar with what it means to be a professional. So would you speak a little bit to that and just clarify more? Listen, I I want to be honest and straightforward and say, being involved in this field for the last nine years, we've seen a sort of change in individuals professionally and backgrounds who have come into the field of divorce coaching. One of the challenges that the field has had in inception and growth and development is that there was this thought process that a lot of individuals who came into the field of divorce coaching were people who just went through a divorce who had either a really bad experience or was traumatized by their divorce process and want to make a difference and a change for individuals practicing. When I first got into the field, I came in with a professional background as a Supreme Court certified family mediator. So I was already practicing in the field of alternative dispute resolution when I entered into the divorce coaching world. And what we have seen is sort of a change of individuals that are now coming to the divorce coaching practice. And I'm not going to put down that person who is interested in entering the field of divorce coaching because of their own divorce experience, but it can't be the end all be all. Just because you had an experience in your divorce does not necessarily mean that you are equipped, trained, professionally qualified to assist others in making decisions about their divorce process. Deborah has this famous saying, Deb, I'm not going to say it because you need to say it. Deb, go ahead. So I was one of those people who got into divorce coaching because of my own divorce experience, but I was very clear to make sure that I was healed from my trauma before I started into the profession so that I could coach from my scar and not from my wound. Mm. And that's what we want to make sure is that we're not talking with a coach who's going to bleed all over us or have a filter that is so personal because as Tracy was talking about, A professional divorce coach is neutral as to the outcome. Mm -hmm. We help people self-discover what's right for them or what they want to do. If they want to stand on a train track and get hit by a train, that is literally their choice. It's not our role to say, don't do that. That's dumb. You should never be sure you do this. It is to ask those powerful questions to help them come up with their own plan and make their own choices. And when you're coaching from your wound, you really don't have the neutrality to be able to do that. First of all, I love that saying. (laughs) It's so accurate. We're going to, we're going to make (laughs) t-shirts. Yes, really, because it's so accurate. And I just love how viscerally it instantly paints that picture. Mm -hmm. I think we can all right away relate to what that's talking to and how Mm -hmm. important that is. Kudos to you for recognizing that and (laughs) saying it so succinctly and identifying that that is an issue. I think that's true in other coaching realms as well, but Mm -hmm. certainly as you've mentioned in divorce coaching, thank you for 
noting that and recognizing that more support for these folks who want to do this good work is needed and providing that space for them to be able to gain access to that education. Would you also say that a part of the divorce coach's process or job with the client is to educate them as to their options, sort of like a mentorship component as well? Yes, I'm not from the background of life coaching. So I come at it at the other end of the alternative dispute resolution, the divorce process. end. we use the coaching framework and coaching skills. That's our tools. We call it our tool belt to help clients make decisions that are consistent with their best self, their values, et cetera. But also in divorce coaching, divorce coaches are trained in understanding the divorce process. So I consider myself a divorce expert. I consider Deborah a divorce expert. I consider oh, most thanks. coaches. I consider most divorce coaches divorce experts, which means that we truly understand all aspects of the divorce process. Everything from how you should get divorced. There's so many different. We have a whole spectrum now from everything from do it your self divorce to a full litigated battle. Understanding the finances and the impact in their budgets. Again. Divorce coaches do not give financial advice. They do not give legal advice. We cannot engage in the unauthorized practice of law, but we can help educate and inform people so they can become their own decision maker. The divorce coaching process is very different than the role that an attorney plays. An attorney is there to support that client and helping them make legal decisions informing them as to their legal rights, what the state statutes are, et cetera, et cetera, what their choices and options are. We help clients be better clients in that regard and helping them engage in those conversations that they were thought out, that we helped weed out all that emotional stuff that often impacts some of those interactions, which ends up being extremely costly. So the other huge value of divorce coaches is we actually proven with clients that Deborah has, clients I have, clients all over the place have saved clients so much money, not getting lost in the combat, not getting lost in the fight, trying to identify that there is no emotional justice out there. You're not going to get the emotional justice you seek. Can I tell the story of, I have a client a while ago who everybody was in her ear, get the shark, get the shark, fight him, get every penny, do it, do it, do it, do it, which is pretty typical advice you hear from people. So that's the avenue she started down and she was pretty deep. In three sessions with me, she got herself turned around to the point where she was saying, why am I doing this? He's not fighting me. I have no reason to believe that this is going to be this difficult or at least not yet. Yeah, I haven't given it the opportunity to try a collaborative process yet. Right. And so she backed it up. And again, it's this making decisions about what kind of divorce you want and filtering out the other voices of what everybody else is telling you, including your attorney. So we're reminding clients that they are the captain of their own ship or they're the general contractor of their divorce. They've hired an electrician as a sub. Um, a plumber as a sub, other people, but they're in charge. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of it is really offering perspective and Mm -hmm. helping them to have and maintain a really clear vision of all the options and ensuring that they stay true to their values and what feels and is right for them, which is 
so important, especially in such a huge undertaking, like going through a divorce that it's just truly an upheaval of your entire life. And you know, in the step-parent world, Mm -hmm. right, what the fallout of that is. If you go for the nuclear option first, the fallout is you now have decades with this person. So ripple effect. Absolutely. The wounds are so deep and you're right. There's just shrapnel everywhere. So the more that anybody can mitigate that to whatever degree or lessen that effect to to whatever degree, that's invaluable. In all fairness, it's not anybody's fault. Right. We were totally set up. Everybody's set up. It's a historical process that we are where we are. The court system, the divorce process was initially always set up to be adversarial. And individuals, if they believed historically, people still come to me and say, well, I want to get divorced. So I have to go to the court or I have to hire an attorney and I have to petition and then I have to sue this person and we have to serve them. It is set up to create conflict. Mm -hmm. And we know who the innocent bystanders of this conflict are are our children. Usually individuals can walk through this and sort of, well, I do know lots of individuals that still harbor their divorce story 15 years later, but for the most part, individuals can recover. Children, families are impacted. And just as Deborah was talking about in terms of the step-parenting world, When individuals cannot develop the skills to be able to somehow move this to a effective communication, even with 20 years of horrible communication, there still is an opportunity to learn the skills and strategies going through this process that are going to carry on throughout every aspect of their life. And one of them essentially being that co-parenting relationship, and then eventually engagement in step-parents, blended families, and what does that look like? And how do families work to ensure that the children are in the center, not the middle, and to be able to grow a sense of family and community for all of those individuals involved? A hundred percent. And to your point, Tracy, it's not so much the divorcing that has long-term traumatic effects for children and disturbing effects. It's all of the conflict that is incredibly damaging. And you're right. It takes so much to be able to heal from that for kids in particular, because they don't have the perspective that adults have, and they don't have all the tools. And it's Mm -hmm. just much more impactful for them because biologically they're wired to want both of these people and to be connected to them and to think the world of them, because that's Mm -hmm. their experience. Yeah. Divorce does not harm children. Parents' behavior 100% does. Their behavior and interaction with the process, with each other throughout that process that continues to fuel Mm -hmm. that. The other reason it's important to learn these de-escalation strategies and these effective communication strategies is what we know is the divorce rate is even higher for second marriages than it is for first. And Mm -hmm. it's even higher for third than it is for second. So what that's telling us is People are going into their new relationship, not having resolved their issues with communication and conflict. And so if we can help them get some of those skills and strategies, it actually might help them in that second marriage. A hundred percent. Because they're going to take that baggage. They've already packed their suitcase and they're going to take it right in, which is why the divorce rate is higher because now they have those same poor skills and you've added the blended family stress on top of that. Yeah. So which is a bear. It is a bear, right? I did it. I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are the top three things? And you might've already covered it, but again, I just want to make sure that it's super clear to the listeners. What are the top three things that divorce coaches can help someone with? 
The first most important thing for individuals is that emotional management piece. Divorce is extremely overwhelming. It's filled with betrayal and sadness and anger and frustration and hurt and pain and fear. Fear of what's going to happen to me, fear if I'm going to have money, fear if what are people going to think, fear of what's going to happen with my children. The list of fears are so long and extensive. And there is an emotional reaction to that. It's a trigger. Maybe it's past trauma, past hurts, unmet needs. But what happens is those triggers create an event, an emotional event for the individual. And at that point, they're not being true to their best self. They're being triggered and being reactive and not responsive. So one of the primary things that a divorce coach does is work with the individual and in helping them identify it, be aware of it, address those fears, talk yeah. about it, get the support they need to be able to engage in their best self, to engage in a decision-making process that is determined based on their values and not their fears. The other thing I would say is um, planning, organization, and effective use of other professionals. Divorce can also feel overwhelming, not just from an emotional standpoint, but just from a paperwork and decision-making standpoint. So helping them prioritize, what do I need to do when? Keeping on top of dates, keeping on top of deadlines, and then prioritizing those decisions, helping them develop proposals. One of the things Tracy and I work a lot in with coaches is we run an intensive on pre-mediation divorce coaching, working with clients to identify what is most important to me. What can I not live without? What is okay for me? That prioritization process is really important and understanding why is that important to me? Not just what I want, but why is it important? Because that opens up the conversation then for negotiation. So I think planning, organizing, and then Tracy mentioned it earlier, that effective use of other professionals. So not sending a seven-page novel email to your attorney, but the two bullet points that you actually need legal clarification on. So that's yeah. $50 instead of 700 Yes. And in part of that preparation planning process is really identifying what is the best process for them? What are their divorce goals? Yeah. What is their divorce budget? Nobody talks talks this word divorce budgets, my new favorite word to say all the time, what is your divorce budget? Really? Have you thought about how much money you have access to what you can do? What's your partner, your best alternative to a negotiated agreement, which is mm -hmm. a huge piece of that second part in terms of planning, understanding what is it that you want to achieve? How do you want to achieve it? What are your resources to be able to achieve it? And then creating an effective plan, which is using your experts wisely and resourcefully to be able to get there. I can't tell you how many calls I get on a weekly basis of individuals who are crying because they're running out of money and they're nowhere in their divorce process and they owe their forensic accountant this amount of money and they owe their attorney this amount of money and they don't even know where they're in the core process and freaking out. And they're trying to walk it back. They're trying to figure out because again, they're, they're running out of resources and they're looking for guidance and support because everybody is positional in this. The attorney wants to win the case. So they're going to just keep going, keep going, keep going. Same with accountants. Again, helping the client become the captain in their ship, helping them make decisions, be involved in that decision-making process. The third thing I think, and we've discussed it so much, uh, again, our favorite topic is the ability to address conflict. 
yeah. how they manage conflict in their life, what the conflict style of their soon-to-be spouse is, what their conflict communication styles look like, what strategies they're willing to do. Because this is the one thing I can guarantee every listener who is joining us. You cannot control or change anybody else's behavior, but you sure as hell can control and change your reaction and response to their behavior. So the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. More than likely, this person is going to be who they are. You have a decision. You have a choice. You can choose to fall into the past patterns and behaviors and engage in conflict that has not served you very well. Or you can choose to develop the strategies and the awareness to be able to address it differently for yourself. That includes establishing boundaries. Again, working on strategy, effective communication. We do so much work in helping clients write emails and texts, raising some of Bill Eddy's techniques and conflict, BIF statements, brief, more friendly and firm, ear statements, empathetic attention, respect. These are strategies that our clients can use Mm -hmm. to benefit themselves. What I tell them is you can go on and on and present all your evidence and prove that your spouse is a jerk and that they're wrong, or you can employ strategies that improve the chances that you'll get what you want, but you can't do both. Yes. You can't prove he or she is a jerk and get what you want. But you can know he or she is a jerk and you can, you can know it, you know, your truth. You can vent to me, you can vent to your friends, you can vent to your therapist. But when you're in the negotiating process or you're communicating with them, you can be strategic and get what you want. You might say things that'll make you throw up in your mouth. So get some gum and get over it because you want to negotiate for the things that mean the most to you. Beautiful. Well, thank you ladies both so much. This has been such a valuable interview with a ton of nuggets and insights, and we really appreciate your time. It was lovely to speak with you. Oh, we loved it so much. Thanks, Maria, for having us. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this jam-packed conversation. Aren't Deborah and Tracy just fantastic? I know. It's clear they're experts in their field. I love how they laid out all the important aspects to consider as one navigates divorce. Things that probably don't occur to most of us off the top of our head. But these considerations make such a huge impact on the outcome of the divorce and the family created on the other side of it. I have some action steps for you. So to recap, we discussed three top things a divorce coach can help you with and why it's critical to handle these aspects right, as well as generally what to look for and do as you navigate your divorce. If you're currently considering divorce or in the messy middle of divorce, I suggest that you carve out some time where you can be with your thoughts, maybe with a pen and paper or your laptop, and evaluate and get clear on the following. Number one, where things are at. Number two, what do you need and want most? Number three, what resources are available to you? And that includes money, time, energy, assets, etc. And number four, are things going in a good direction towards the outcome you want? If you're clear on everything and the answer to number four is yes, great. But if not, I strongly suggest that you reach out to Deborah and Tracy. They will have tons of valuable resources and insights for you to be sure. And we'll have all their links in the show notes for you. So now, was this episode helpful? I would love to hear from you. And you can contact me here at maria at synergisticsparenting.com or find me on LinkedIn or Facebook and just shoot me a DM. I always love to hear from you. Okay, my friend, thanks for listening and wishing you a wonderful week. And until next time, be well. 
Thanks for tuning into Synergistic Step Parenting Podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite streaming platform so you don't miss a thing. If you like what you hear and you find the information helpful, please rate us five stars and leave a review letting us know what you like about the show on Apple Podcast. Don't know how? Don't worry. We'll include instructions in the show notes. And if you know of other step parents who can benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. John Swain did our theme music. Thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs>